everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bailey Bookish Podcast. Today, I am once again joined by Alex, and we are covering Chapter 27 of Jane Eyre. Woo! I am early when we're recording this, so I'm really Mm -hmm. psyching myself up to be excited, because I am excited. This is a good chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm two energy drinks in, so I have, (laughs) you know, a lot going for me now. I am one Baja Blast in, and there is coffee brewing brewing for when I'm done. So, Good, good. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're coming out with a new Purple Haze, I think it's called, Mountain Dew, which is like just announced. You can't see it, but I'm stroking my beard. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. I think it's sugar-free, though, so we were like, what? Oh, I'm, I'm not stroking my beard anymore. Yeah, I don't know if they have a non-sugar-free option. But my friend found out about it, and then it said sugar-free, and she was like, ew. <laughs> no, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop. I have a lot of issues with sugar, so like sometimes I like a sugar-free moment, because my stomach does not like sugar. Mm. Couldn't tell you why. Because your stomach has opinions. Yeah, lots of opinions at this point. Like, when all was- of my energy drinks have to be sugar-free. Otherwise, I get, like, overly nauseous and I feel violently ill. Oh, that's that's less great. Yeah. Yeah. When I was driving to Maryland last weekend, uh, mm-hmm. I stopped in Connecticut because it was a one-stop road trip, which is my favorite way to road trip. And mm-hmm. I it was... I started driving at, like, 4.30. Uh, it was early. So when I got to Connecticut, I was already very tired and so i like walked in got my gas walked into the station grabbed what i thought was a coke and put Mm -hmm. it down and the attendant looked at me and i thought it was like i was just tired i was like why is he judging me and then i realized i got a a sugar-free coke and i i don't know if i'm projecting the judgment but i was judging myself when i got back in the car opened that up Mm -hmm. and was like wait this is exactly not what i want I'll take a See, Diet Coke over this. Yeah. I like a Diet Coke, but like I don't do Coke Zero. It's not good. Uh mm-hmm. I hate Diet Coke. Anne loves it. So like we always have Diet Coke in the house. Mm-hmm. And there are certain days when I'm so desperate where I'm like, I'm gonna drink one of these. And then I immediately hate myself and it and the universe, but I do have caffeine and that helps. But Yeah. Given the choice between two bad things that I don't like, I would have taken I would have took the Diet Coke in that moment. I don't know what it is, but like whenever jobs have free Diet Cokes, that's the only time I drink them. Like I don't ever, I don't buy pop at Mm. all. But like the second my job's like, and then we have free Diet Cokes for the employees. I'm like, oh yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Put it right over here. Just create a little pyramid and I will drink it. Like, the only beverages I buy, because I drink a lot of water, but, like, I do like a Powerade. However, I will never buy them. Mm. My mother buys them, and I'm like, oh, yeah. But, like, ah. I won't. Like, for my own home, I never buy them. The only time I've done that is I'll buy the mix that you can put into a gallon. Mm-hmm. I'll do it that way, just because I hate spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'd rather just put it in the big gallon and then i like tap it you know just gonna just gonna tap my supply here don't mind me <laughs> ah. and then i drink that 
and I can put it in like a little cup. And like, I know it's not like the same flavor and people are like, it's so gross when you do it that way. And I'm like, I don't care. I, don't I know care. what I'm here for. Yeah. This is what I'm expecting and it's what I'm going to get. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that I'm way cool with, with frozen it. pizza, you know, yeah. frozen yeah. pizza, it never rises to above a C, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But sometimes C minus pizza is exactly what you want and what you mm-hmm. need in your life in that moment. You're like, I don't want good pizza. I want pizza that's just like doing its job. It's just out here vibing like me mm-hmm. and we're going to become one. See, imagine being gluten free and your only option is mediocre pizza for the rest of your life. I don't love that for you. Yeah, I don't love it for me either. All I want is a pizza bagel. Mm, that isn't mm-hmm. a gluten free pizza bagel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the preservatives that's in gluten more so than it's just the gluten. So, like, if I get, like, an artisanal bagel, I could probably do it. But then ah, it, like, ah. feels like I'm being like, yeah, and um, if this bagel is not, like, farm fresh table to farm to table again, I will not eat it. And I just can't do that to myself. Like, right. Like, I, you, I feel like I've got to order yourself too much. Yes. Be like, mm, yes. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I, like, get I it. feel like I'm doing the whole moment where I'm like, are, are these, like, wild caught salmon on my bagel? <laughs> You know, that's the energy I feel like I'm giving. I and need I can't to know do that it. this bagel was create was crafted in a cruelty free manner. Mm-hmm. I need to know that the farmer gave it a little kiss, yeah. gave it all its love. Yep. Spent seven days rising it, and then put it in the oven, and then it came straight from his house, or her house or their house right to the table it never touched your hands if it touched your hands it's no longer farm to table i don't want it yeah i want people to have never felt the sharp sting of a knife until i plunge mine in okay i want this bagel to not even know the word capitalism (laughs) (laughs) i want this bagel to have attended at least one year of community college so that it has mm-hmm. some knowledge of the world prior mm-hmm. to my consumption of it. I want this bagel to be something Frodo himself could have crafted, you know, and, and worn on a to chain. My table. <laughs> I would prefer if he didn't put his hobbit finger through the middle hole, though. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would be ideal. <laughs> Oh, oh my god that's just how i feel like every time i have to like order food at this point because mm-hmm. i'm like yeah that sounds great however do you also have a gluten-free menu i also can't have garlic or onions um and any dark meat makes my tummy sad so <laughs> like yeah i guess we'll bring you the white lady menu here you go literally or here like for go. some reason whenever i have to get gluten-free things they also assume i'm vegan and i don't know if it's just hmm. easier to make that like all in one but i'm Probably. like i'm like can i please add chicken to this <laughs> but, like, but i would okay? like some protein some meat yeah. protein in this if you don't mind yeah like i don't mind eating vegetarian but like if i'm gonna go to work function i'm not eating beans that's just that's between me and being kind to the rest of this crowd. You know right. what I mean? Right. I'm, you don't want to do that to your coworkers. That's unless yeah. you hate them, in which case, fine. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna blow up this car driving us back. Okay. Like. <laughs> Ow! I have seltzer in my nose. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, okay. I'll... 
Okay. Good. All right. Amazing. Anyways, with a great transition, let's talk about chapter 27. Right. Speaking of beans. Speaking of beans. Let's talk about Mr. Rochester, who's full of shit. Who is a fart cloud himself, honestly. Absolute human fart cloud. (laughs) So Jane wakes up the next day and she's like, yeah, I probably should leave, right? Like, And um, I just made a note here. I'm like, isn't it kind of wild that Mason didn't even offer to like bring her to her uncle or anything? He's just like, okay, I'm just going to ruin your entire relationship. You have no relations. Um, Best of luck. Bye. No, uh, just like circling back to what we talked about last episode, like these motherfuckers literally come in and like mm-hmm. Rochester ruining your life. Jane ruining your life. Uh, Bertha, mm-hmm. keep her in the attic, I guess. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Jane, what are you going to do with yourself? Don't care. Don't Goodbye. Care. Deuces. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, I don't know if this is a if this is a specific choice, but like, some people did not think of their actions and or did not give a shit about the consequences thereof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have thought that Jane's uncle would be like, "By the way, when you ruin my niece's fiance's life and she doesn't have anything to do, maybe send her my way." Nope. Literally. Nope. Yeah, I know this uh, young gentleman, this young whippersnapper, was about to entrap her. Um, leave her there with him. Right. Don't remove her from this situation. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just, you know, don't want her to live in sin, but I don't want her to live with me either. So right. poverty is fine. <laughs> also, homelessness this, also good. This motherfucker lives in Madeira. Is it, like, it's just he's just like living his best life on the mm-hmm. off off the coast mm-hmm. with wine. Like Madeira yeah. is a lovely place. It's not cold and weird like Mm -hmm. england so he's just like sunning himself in his villa no doubt surrounded by wine being like i'm the only person who can live here (laughs) this seems good actually i don't want to change this situation at all no i'm just imagining him and like you know like when rich people go to their private island and they're like all white linen absolutely yes yeah He's on like a beach chair, all white linen, poolside. Mason's like sitting up though, like obviously uncomfortable. And he's like sunning himself, drinking wine, like in his chair. He's like, yeah, just like leave her there. That's fine. I can leave my sister there too. Oh, I don't give a fuck about your sister. (laughs) Very like, what is his name? Robert De Niro? No, no. I think Sylvester Stallone's actually the one I'm thinking of. Hold on. I'm holding. Hold on. Uh, I'm holding. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone's who I want to play this guy. What an interesting casting choice. I love him. I mean, Sylvester Stallone, I think, would look good in a little linen suit with a little, like, Panama hat. All linen. Hanging out on on the beach. I'm pretty sure he's the one that just divorced his wife because she wouldn't let him get a dog. So I love him. Oh, Sylvester Stallone has a long history with dogs. I don't know if you know. Yeah. You know about the Rocky dog? Mm -mm. So Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky, 
the film Rocky. Oh, in which he starred. Yes. So he was just like super poor before this had a dog Mm. had to get rid of the dog because he could not afford to keep the dog was living in his car. I want to say wrote Rocky. It obviously becomes like an iconic major film that I still haven't seen Rocky, so don't tell me oh, anything about okay. it. Okay. Well, it's very good. It's a very mm-hmm. good movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a boxing movie that's not about boxing. Yeah. Um, but there is boxing in it. But so it becomes this commercial success. He gets all of this money. First thing he does is he goes back to the guy who he sold the dog to and was like, I would like my dog back. And the guy's like, sure, ten thousand dollars. He's like, here you fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Man loved his dog, and I appreciate that. Let me double check myself before I uh, commit to this, but I'm pretty sure I saw it. Hold on. Sylvester. I'm not spelling this right. Sylvester Stallone. Divorce. His wife. For dog. Okay. So... He's denying the rumors that he divorced his wife. Uh, And it had nothing to do with his Rottweiler, Dwight. Oh, do not bring Dwight into this. It is not Dwight's fault. Literally. Okay. Literally. But um, he did cover the tattoo of his wife with a tattoo of the dog. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) That... Yeah. Yeah. It, he covered it with his dog from Rocky, Brutus. That's Bruticus. Adorable. That's Sorry. adorable. Butticus? I don't know. I don't know. B-U-T-K-U-S. Buttkiss. Buttkiss. Hmm. I might be making it really fancy, I guess. That's... <laughs> it's incredible that Sylvester Stallone made so many good, like, in a way, progressive political movies in the seventies mm-hmm. and eighties, and now he's just like, "Oh, let's just make another Expendables movie, and we're all gonna blow shit up." <laughs> he's like, "Whatever, dude. I I did my work. That's right. Let he me did, have fun with explosions." <laughs> he did the work. He made he made some significant contributions. And now he's like, "Fuck it, we ball and blow shit up." All right. You know what? I mean, he's old, so like, yeah. If you want to be 70 years old and out there doing, you know, exploding shit. Good. I I don't I'm not going to watch it, but like, I'm Mm -hmm. glad you had fun. It's like um, Adam Sandler, who's just like, I just wanted to take a vacation with my bros. So let's make a movie. Mm. And then it's a tax write off. Exactly. I like when people have like. When they've spent their life doing their craft and then Mm -hmm. towards the end of it, they just get to be able to fuck around. Um, Yeah. Christopher Lee is my favorite example of this. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Christopher Lee is a wild human being. Mm -hmm. Killed some Nazis in World War II. Mm. Did a bunch of awesome horror movies that are terrible, but great. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of his life, Christopher Lee was like, you know, I always wanted to be a singer, but then I got into acting. I would like to do singing again. Mm -hmm. And so he just started releasing metal albums. Legendary. As a 90 year old. Legendary. Yes. (laughs) Like, there you go. It's like Stephen King being in a band. It's like, fair enough. Right. Like, you've, yeah. 
you've already made enough contributions to the culture. You just do, you do what makes that you do. what sparks joy, my friend. Mm -hmm. And apparently putting out albums about Charlemagne in a metal adjacent genre are, Mm -hmm. are what Christopher Lee wanted to do. All I'm saying is if I ever get to live to 80, watch out world. Cause I'm going to do some buck wild stuff. (laughs) You're like, you know what? Don't care anymore. I'm going to be dead soon anyway. The second I can start outsourcing the editing of this podcast and afford it. Mm. Yeah. Things are going to change. We we look forward to this day. Subscribe to the Patreon so I can make my dreams happen, folks. Yeah. Or watch my Twitch whenever I get back to that. Do it. All of you who are listening, get in the comments. How do you think Rachel can monetize this in a more effective way? Yeah. Help me live better. Thank you. Uh, Then she's like sitting in here and she's like, nobody has come to check on me at all. No one. (laughs) Like, imagine you just go through this like absolute trauma and then you're like, oh, I'm alone. Right. Because it's not. I mean, there are people in that house. Mm -hmm. She has a fiance who is like. There. But I do like it that it takes her hours. She's just like so in her head, like, woe is me, which fair. Mm-hmm. She's had a bad yeah. one. But, yeah. But then nothing. Just. Mm-mm. So then she's like, you know what? I'm actually starving and I'm going to go see if anybody actually is concerned about me. So she opens her door and like Rochester's still in the hallway. He's just right there, like literally yeah. been sitting right there, not mm-hmm. opening the door. He's just like, it'll be helpful if I just sit here and wait for her to come out it's like have you ever seen one of those movies where like they're sitting on the other side of the door and you open it and they just fall in fall in absolutely that's what's going on that's what i was imagining so enjoy that little word picture um and he's like jane i'm so sorry this is terrible i can't believe this happened and jane's like you can't believe this happened Right, like, my guy, you knew all of this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't think you'd find out, you know? Obviously. Like, I'm sorry you found out, actually. <laughs> that's that's absolutely what this is. This is, I am ashamed of mm-hmm. the fact that you found out about my secret. Mm-hmm. Am I ashamed of my secret? Yeah, but it's worse now that you know. Mm-hmm. And then Jane has a line here where she's like immediately forgives him. And I'm like, Jane, you doofus. What are you doing? I like that she immediately is then like, but just in my deep heart of hearts. Outwardly, mm-hmm. I was very mean to him. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. And then uh, he ends up like carrying her downstairs because she's like starts crying, which I think is the funniest thing in the world. There's so much of Jane being like, oh, my yeah. human my human body no longer functions. You have to carry me Same. places. Same. Big mood. I, I also appreciate the idea that even though Jane is very small, I don't know mm-hmm. that Rochester lifts or yeah. is otherwise like in shape. So mm-hmm. I like the idea that he carries her, but he's like ah, Yeah. Ah, like just staggering down the stairs with this wisp of a human being, and he's just like, This is a lot, Jane, but I'm making a gesture. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, 
you know <laughs> he's just like do that thing he's like yeah this is fine not hard at all and he like turns to face he's like oh. <laughs> 100% yes mm-hmm. and then he tries to kiss her but then she moves her faces away she's like, like no so sad and I'm like why is this adorable like this is so toxic but I'm in love with it oh is this this whole like encounter is just real gross in a very yeah. cute way and that's a yeah. terrible way to describe it but yeah that is what it is I don't know. I just, I'm like, oh. But also like, oh, you know? <laughs> I mean, at one point, he's literally like, Jane, please listen to what I'm saying because otherwise I'll choose violence and you don't want that. And she's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And he like physically grabs her. I'm like, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, Hold whoa, on. Whoa. What are we doing here? There's a line where he's like, feel my pulse, Jane. And she's like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, it gets a little too aggressive for a second. I'm like, it's cute in this moment. But then, like, later on, not so cute. Very scary. Spooky, actually. Yes. So, uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to send Adele away, and then we're both going to leave. And Jane's like... That was the sound (laughs) of Adele being sent away. Truly. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to send Adele to school and then we're both going to leave. And Jane's like, yeah, I think that's for the best. Not on the same page at all. Different books, actually. Yeah, literally. So um, Jane's like, see, this is further proving my point. Like, if anything had happened to me, you would have locked me up like Bertha did. Like you locked Bertha up. Good point. Yeah. Incri- like, listen, we have... It's not a pattern. It's just mm-hmm. one. But Jane mm-hmm. has no reason to believe that at the first sign of problems, Rochester would be like, <sighs> gotta buy a new fucking house with an attic to put my second wife in because she's Literally. also crazy. Literally. And she already knows that, like, this singer that he was, like, kind of talking to... She he like shot her boyfriend. So yep, a history of not great choices, we'll say. Yeah. So then Jane is like, "Okay, so I'm gonna go my way, and you're gonna go your way." And he's like, "What do you mean you're coming with me?" She's like, "No." She's like, "Incorrect." False. And then he says to Jane that if she won't hear him, he'll try violence. And I'm like, "Sir." Uh, mm-hmm. What? No, there's... It gets... There's a very distinctly uncomfortable moment where he, he, like, picks her up and he's like, why is this tiny person so hard to, like, manipulate? I mean, those aren't his exact yeah. words, but it's like, my... Ooh! ooh, ooh. Like, yeah. there, the first time I read this, I had a legitimate fear that, like, something very bad was going to happen to Jane. Like, yes. that this was going to turn into some sort of abuse situation. Mm-hmm. Not that it isn't already. I mean, there is obviously verbal and mental abuse happening mm-hmm. in this scene. But, like, I thought we were going to be crossing the line into, like, mm-hmm. assault. And it was just like, ah! I know. I was pretty stressed out. But I was also like, would he just murder Bertha? And then be like, look, we're fine now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that is some internal Rochester logic. Just like, mm-hmm. oh. So Jane is upset about the fact that Bertha's alive. Got it. We can I fix that. Her. Yeah, no problem. 
it's all good we're all good rochester said okay slay (laughs) (laughs) jane was like no not like that no no jane's like i um i'm a good christian woman rochester Rochester said who's christianity i don't know her never met her rochester said who is god i'm god yeah me me is so me is so uh jane cannot hold it anymore uh, holds together she just starts bawling her eyes out at the thought of violence which like fair yep extremely fair mm-hmm. um and i like that there there's like some sort of underlying thing where she's like i started crying to calm him down and it's like girl i don't think so i don't think so i i think you may be past projecting here mm-hmm. uh, i think you just your rope's done you got nothing mm-hmm. left and i don't blame you i don't blame yeah. you at all listen i also cry under stress so yeah like yeah. like most of us do and you're you're a Victorian orphan waif who was like taught mm-hmm. that crying is a sin or some shit. So probably human emotion is a sin. We all know this. Vampire emotion is also a sin. We all know this. We all know this. And so when you have both human and vampire emotions and you can't express mm-hmm. them, you bottle them up, and then you have these moments where and you, you cry just, blood tears. You cry blood tears onto your employer slash fian- ex fiance's rug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then rochester said he's not gonna let her leave and i'm like he's about to lock her away like he did to bertha yep legitimate fear legitimate mm-hmm. fear and then he's like you're you still could be my wife and jade's like literally what are you talking about <laughs> she's like you say wife i hear mistress and everyone else hears mistress so mm-hmm. absolutely the fuck not mm-hmm Jane's like, I, you know, I might be sheltered. However, I know that if you have a wife, you cannot have another one. You don't get to have more. Those are the laws. Yeah. And then Rochester's like, let me give you my little pity backstory and it might change your mind. And Jane's (laughs) like, I'm not sure it will, actually, but okay. She's like, but go ahead and talk. Whatever. If you want to, that's fine. I got nowhere to be. For the time being. Mm-hmm. I'm so, about to be locked in a closet somewhere. So, okay. So, Rochester's like, I was put into an arranged marriage. And Jane's like, okay. And I apparently what happened was his father and his brother knew that her ha- uh, family had like mental health issues and chose to marry Rochester off anyways because they were going to off offer them like 30,000 pounds to take her which is a significant amount of money very yeah. like that's a big chunk of change let's be mm-hmm. clear mm-hmm. but like they still let rochester go down there meet her first you know yep. decide to sign his life away to her like it was all his choice and he's like i was young and a fool like you were yep. yes however you are still complacent in this Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole, the whole, like my, my family knew and they, they tried to, you know, they, they manipulated me into this. It's like my guy, they were like, Hey, go to Jamaica and marry this very attractive woman and we'll get a mm-hmm. lot of money. And you were like, bet. You're like, dare. 
Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yup. Like, yeah, you were young. But guess what? What of it? What? Yeah. I bet if you were old, you might still do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And then, um, in the span of four years, his dad and brother died, and then he said basically that Bertha had fully succumbed to madness. Um, madness in the quotes. quotes. Yeah, basically, <laughs> she started like fighting with him a lot, and he was like, "She's crazy." This is the thing that really gets me: is that mm-hmm. never, never do we get what actually is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if if I had married someone who was clinically insane, right? Like mm-hmm. who at this point we we are not a functional person. There are mm-hmm. institutions that you should be involved in, but those don't exist in in this period. So like we have to lock you in a house. Like I would want to explain. Like listen, here are the reasons in which that this is no longer a functioning thing. And he's just like, yeah, she was like really mean to the servants and like really mean to me. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, my guy, that's, that's just like, maybe she's an asshole and maybe you're an asshole. That's not, that's not madness. I mean, it's, she sounded it's like literary. a spoiled rich girl. Yes. To be honest. Absolutely. That is the impression I get. Um, mm-hmm. That just like, yeah, her parents had a lot of money. She's used to getting her way. And now Rochester's mm-hmm. there. And he's like, this is how I want to do it. She's like, no. He's yeah. like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally. Literally. And then he's like, yeah, so I locked her in a room. And she and was then mad she tried about to it. stab me. Like, this <laughs> <Yeah>. is crazy. <laughs> like, she's literally locked up all the time, 24-7. Has... Like, which has driven her to madness. Like, can you, I can't imagine being locked up constantly. No. And like, if you, like, from the beginning, when they're in Jamaica, he's like, Mm -hmm. got her basically confined in the house. And then he has that speech where he's like, I felt the breeze of Europe. And it's like, my guy, I see what you're saying. You don't like Mm -hmm. these tropical environments and tropical people i get it this is very racist okay yeah 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 <laughs> it's like but the wind I of imagine europe... being in jamaica first off and being like yeah this is just a little too beautiful i should go to europe <laughs> <laughs> right he's like the wind of europe it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the wind of europe mm-hmm. was like maybe maybe you should oppress this woman and you were mm-hmm. like yes this is what we should do the wind of colonization <laughs> mm-hmm. i smelt it on the breeze yeah he says like Oh, it smells unseasoned. Yeah, let's. I need to get away from all of this flavor potential. <laughs> to England. He's like the palm trees were really kind of bumming me out. Um, I hated the beaches. There was sand everywhere. It was too mm-hmm. warm. Um, you know, people had too much fun and flavorful food there, so I had to leave. I, it makes me laugh because, like, I've grown up. Obviously, I've done most of my growing up in Florida. And I forget that there's people that like don't enjoy tropical climates. And I'm like, yeah, this my guy, best one of my best friends hates beaches, tropical climates. And my boyfriend lives here, loves Florida, doesn't like the beach. But it just makes me laugh because I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> see, I I do love seasons and I love mm-hmm. cold. Yeah. Like, if it is the cold, like I used to walk to work when it was forty below. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Bracing, 
You get it all bundled up. It's great. Mm -hmm. The second the thermostat goes above 80 or the thermometer goes above 80, I'm like, whoo. Yeah. Getting a little getting a little warm in here. <laughs> I I hate the cold. Like I love fall. I love visiting in the fall. Mm -hmm. The second snow touches the ground, I'm like, get me out of here. Nope. I'm out. That is that is my that is my time. So mm -hmm. like in this way, I understand Rochester being like, I grew up where it never got above 70 and it's just cold and damp all the time. So like mm -hmm. this is a lot, but also like I'm sorry. I do love a beach. I love a beautiful vista. Uh, mm -hmm. If it gets a little warm, you know, that's what fans are for. I mean, tropical islands, it's not like it gets sweaty when you're... Because it sounds like he has a beach house. Oh, yeah. He's know? got, like, breezes. You know? He's, yeah. He's well-situated. He is living his mm -hmm. best privileged colonial elite life. Like, let mm -hmm. us not be... Let us not feel bad for rochester in any way shape or form i know he's got like a hammock outside <laughs> right he's like chilling this is terrible yeah he's got his margarita in one hand and he's like i i hate it here right if i have to drink another of these delicious beverages i will go mad he's like if a servant makes me another cheese uh, like a grilled cheese and i just sit by the pool and eat it with my margarita in one hand i think i'm gonna lose my mind like my wife already has <laughs> i just imagine she's like i think i'm just gonna go to town today and he's like you're insane <laughs> right she's like i would prefer a blue dress and he's like madness crazy madness person. to the attic with you have you seen those things about like I don't know if you've seen this Twitter thread but it's about how guys like fall like they find their girlfriends annoying I have not seen this Oh well you're saved from the cancer that is this basically Oh no But uh, It's like dudes just talking about like when they're like two years into their relationship and they're like everything my girl does is annoying like very ball and chain energy mm. I'm like just break up Yeah, a psychopath? What what okay i mean yeah. yeah well this is big rochester energy literally literally she he's combs like, her hair and is beautiful and it annoys the fuck out of me he's like i'm dating the hottest girl and every time she wears a cute little dress i think i'm gonna throw up it's like i was trying to talk about things that interest me and then she mm -hmm. had an interest that she wanted to talk about and i was i disgusted disgusted or, like, he's one of those dudes that dated one of those girls that, like, really likes cute short dresses that are very tight. And he's like, and she didn't wear a pantsuit? All the men <laughs> are going to look at her. And it's like, yeah, buddy. That's uh -huh. why you start dating her, you that's psycho. the whole point of that, yeah. sir. Sorry your girlfriend's hot, you weirdo. Like, what? <laughs> right. Like, boo-fucking-who, my guy. Yeah. Oh, no, you're dating a supermodel pity you what mm -mm. nope let her wear and, her cute short dress and she's rich so and like, she's rich listen all of this and you we know rochester we know mm -hmm. he's he's punching way above his weight here oh, with yeah. bertha like this mm -hmm. is this is a dude like this is a dude who's probably a neckbeard and is just like, oh, mm -hmm. my dad says I have to marry this woman. And it's just like perfect 10. And he's just mm -hmm. like, 
I don't know. Her like her cheekbones are too high, and like they're just like my mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Like one hundred percent. She's like, yeah, and I just competed in uh, strong woman. You know, I won first. No biggie. I just. And I, I dated this guy. I thought he was really nice and sweet. And he's like, yeah, she's just like way too manly for me being really into physical fitness. Like, I'm just, I'm not into it. See, I'm a guy that like doesn't care about my, what is it? I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of most neckbeard thing I could say. Um, I don't really care about like body image. And I just think it's like really offensive actually that she works out as much as she does. Like she knows I'm really insecure about it. <laughs> There you go. That's it. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, my guy, you have a lady who could lift you up, who just bench press you. Why don't you want that? I mean, oh. everybody wants what they want, but like, come on, man. Do you not want uppies? <laughs> who doesn't want uppies? Everybody wants uppies. What's the point of dating a six foot five goddess if you don't get uppies? I full agreement. Full agreement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rochester apparently did not want uppies, and that's maybe why he's such a miserable sack of shit. Um, yeah, as he said, oh, I did forget to mention that she is apparently five years older than her. He's, she's five years older than him. And, um, right, he's like, they lied to me about her age. Yeah. I'm like, did they? It's like, I don't, they? okay, Rochester, whatever you say, my guy, whatever makes you sleep at night. Literally. And then he talks about like how he almost like killed himself, but then he felt assigned to go to Europe. <laughs> the Europe wind. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm going to go there and no one will know my name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Because my, my family never talked about my marriage because I told them I was super ashamed of it. So I can just like go and have mistresses. It'll be fun. It'll be fine. I'll just tell these girls I'm going to marry them and then leave them. To the and then, then not do that. Yeah. What's wrong with that? This is yeah. a foolproof plan. So nobody he t- then reveals that nobody in the house knew that Bertha existed except Grace Pool. This is the point where you're like, what? Yeah. How? How did they not know? Like, not even Mrs. Fairfax. He's like, ah, uh, she probably had some inkling about it, but I'm not like gonna fucking tell her that. Yeah. He's like, I think she suspected, but like I never confirmed. So <laughs> Right. It's like she live like she legit lives here, man. Mm. She legit lives here, and you didn't tell her about this. Literally, what? Literally, the f- what the fuck? What a psychopath! <laughs> and then uh, he's like, "Yeah, so my entire pl- plan for traveling was to find a wife." And Jane's like, "You already had one, though." <laughs> right, but so. he's like, you know, an actual, an actual one, just a uh, one that yeah. I didn't have to lock in an attic. Yeah. And then he's like, um, yeah, I have a lot of qualifications. They have to be obedient, uh, be kind this of intelligent. And I'm like, this is such heavy groomer shit. Like for real. Yes. For yes. real. This is what that is. This is not like right wing bullshit. Oh, you fucking groomer. No, like this is yeah. legit grooming. He's like, hmm. yeah. He's like, I like you because you're innocent and you're malleable. And I'm right. like, oh, what? Uh huh. Excuse? Host? He's like, yeah, you're freshly 18. I'm in my 50s. What could go wrong? I can turn you into the person that you need to be, slash, I want you to be. 
Literally. It's, it's it's real gross. This is some heavy, heavy incel bullshit right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's I saw I feel like this thing I saw on Reddit. Um I think it was like a fake story. You know, sometimes people like do like am I the asshole, but it's yeah. like all fake. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this girl talking about how she was like married this dude when she like turned 18 and he was like in his 30s and now she's like in her 20s and he's like 50 something and she's like he's coming off from all my friends i hate him i have no money i'm a stay-at-home wife you know the only friend in the world i have is this housekeeper i don't know what to do um okay jane we we yeah we, we read your, we've read your Emma the asshole. We, <laughs> Literally. <yeah. laughs> but in her update, turns out the dude ends up having a heart attack and dying at the kitchen table. And then she's Oops. like, yeah, yeah. And now I can be free. And I'm like, babe, did you kill him? You can say you right. killed him. Yeah. I mean, this is anonymous. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And the housekeeper the whole time was like really comforting. And she was like, yeah, you know, everything will take care of itself. And then he had a heart attack. So I guess it did. And I'm like, Either you killed him or the housekeeper did, but yes. either way, slay girl. Slay girls. One of you. Yeah, girls. Uh the thing the line that really gets me in this in like Rochester's whole story, and the one that mm-hmm. makes it go from like cringy to legit gross for me mm-hmm. is when he's like, I was despairing that I would ever find someone, but then I found you. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're the special one, Jane. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, yeah like i'm gonna tell you about all of these horrible women that i've experienced in my life and how none of them are even close to you i'm just gonna make you mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and make you feel special and that's why you're good i'm gonna manipulate you into staying with me i hope that's the plan that's the plan mm-hmm. yeah and then like he goes through all of his mistresses and was like yeah she was kind of boring and like she was really like authoritative and that wasn't really my vibe and then, you know, we just kind of slept together. I gave her money and we moved on. And, like, goes through all of them. And there's, like, three different ones. And then he compares to hiring mistresses, a.k.a. hiring a prostitute, to, like, buying a slave and how they feel like inferiors when they're in your home. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. did you just say? Yup. There, there are some attitudes that are revealed in this chapter that are yeah. real, real yuck. Yup. Indeed they are. And then Rochester's like, Jane, it was like love at first sight when I saw you. Right. He's like, and I James... saw you on the road and you were yeah. you were like a weird elf fog creature. And I was like, mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. This is the one I want. He's like, you're 18, right? Basically what happened. <laughs> He's like, uh, do you have ID? Yeah. When I hired you, I just, I need to check your ID. For no reason. Sure. You are 18. No older. I... Very Leonardo DiCaprio. 25? <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> so, um, he spends a ton of time watching her like a creep. We find out. And I was like, run, girl! Get out of there! And then Jane's, uh, Rochester's like, Jane, I just want to be with you. And Jane's like, No. Like, absolutely not. And he, like, starts trying to give her, like, kisses to persuade her. And Jane's like, yeah, no. We're not doing this. I'm out of here. And then Jane's like, 
He's like, you're breaking my heart. You're like succumbing me to misery forever. And Jane's like, do you think like this is how I wanted this to play out? Like yesterday I thought we were getting married forever. So Mm -hmm. he's like, but But think of all of the ways in which I have been hurt. Literally. And Jane keeps feeling like very tempted by his author offer to just like forget it. Try and like fake marry him anyways. And I'm like, girl, what? What? I mean, to to her credit, she loves him. I get it. She, you know, she wanted that mm-hmm. marriage to happen. And so I get that there's a part of you that's like, ah, yeah, I guess if none of this were true, we could still do that. And I wish none of this were true. But mm-hmm. like, it is. And that's yeah. the part of Jane that's like, slap. Back to yeah. reality. Come on. Yeah. Like, I love Jane's, like, inner monologue of being like, I'm being a moron right now. I needed to just go. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, this is not working. Um, shut like, up, Jane. Jane, shut up. This is yeah. Jane. Jane, this is Jane. You need to stop. <laughs> so she's like, all right. No, I'm done. Goodbye. He starts, like, grabbing at her. And Jane's like, no, for real back up the amount the self-assertion that jane has in this moment is pretty great Mm -hmm. like oh yeah this whole book like this book is billed as like jane is an independent spirit who makes her own decisions it's Mm -hmm. like she fucking stands up to this man and -hmm. is like we're not doing this yeah remove yourself from me sir like Mm -hmm. she is a power a power moment and it's like i get it this is hard but Mm -hmm. she's like nope we're done Mm-mm. brutal and i love it yes so she's like i'm gonna leave i'm done um it's over she goes to her room waits for darkness and then she dips out of there no goodbyes to nobody this just is my walking. Fa- this is my favorite way to say goodbye yeah you just leave i don't know why they call this an irish goodbye and i don't know if it's racist or not ah I- I think it probably is, but probably. I'm also like I just goodbyes are hard, and I think yeah. in this moment Jane knows that if she stopped, like this is the quintessential moment where if you stop, you stop, and so it's yeah. like we're just going, we gotta go yeah. because if if we don't, we aren't going to, and we need to. So this is it. This is like this is a very relatable passage for me. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly the power to her to just be like, I have no destination. Yep, I'm just I'm just leaving. I'm out. She has no money either. Nope. Doesn't even grab the pearl necklace to necklace to pawn it, by the way. It is wild. Yeah. She's so, like, no, I will be independent in this moment. Mm-hmm. I'll be independent if it kills me. Spoilers, it almost does. Yeah, literally. So she makes it to a road, gives some dude all of the money to take her as far as possible. And I'm like, what are you doing? Bad plan, Jane. Bad plan. Don't do that. But she does. And there she go. And that is all we have for this episode. A lot of the things, a lot of events. Where does Jane go from here? We'll find out next week. Who is this handsome Sinjin Rivers that she meets? 
We'll find I out. I don't even know what that name is, but we'll find out next week. Fantastic. Yeah. So, Alex, where can the people of the internet find you and the stuff you do? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MightiestFin, BlueSky at MightyFin. I write games and play games, and I post about all of those things. Plus, I post cute dog pics. So, if any of that appeals to you, you can find me there. And you'll find him here again next week. Woo! Woo! Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye!